I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Welcome in. It is The Music and Concert Show. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. What up? We are back again. Another week. They let us in the building again. Man, this is fun. We got a lot going on. I'm not going to lie to you, right? We're, we're this. I can't believe how busy uh, I am. Oh, man. I can't believe how busy you are. And here yeah. we are. And uh, my family said to me, like, really? Uh, you're going from here to here to here to here? Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't hard. This is fun. This is. This sounds a lot like my, uh, my day. I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. Um, we're getting near the end of July. Obviously, with the 4th of July and the 24th of July, I played, and the rodeos, I played a lot of gigs in July. I think I did somewhere between 20 days of gigs already in July with more coming. Um, rehearsals with other bands and, of course, you know, my, my, my normal job at KSL. We're doing the podcast. You've got shows going on left and right. I mean, we're both running around with our, you know, basically our heads cut off, like, you know, just trying to get it all done. And yet we're still here and doing the podcast. Well, again, man, let's, let's not forget, right? Well, let's be honest. This, this isn't is, like a no, – it's is fun. fun. It's not really uh it's not work to me. No. It's, I just came I just came from my band uh not even rehearsals but now we're demoing songs. And you know they're like well have you know have a good show. It's like man good luck or whatever. It's like yeah this isn't a show. This is I'm hanging out with with my buddy yeah. talking about music geeking out about what we love and that's why we do it, right? We get to work it. We get to do it as a hobby we get to talk about it hopefully people enjoy it i have a a funny story oh yeah tell well, me two things okay backing up to last week my dad pointed out to me he listened to the show really and he said oh it's great it's fun you know and we were talking about you and he listened to the last one and you were making fun of me because of the kiss shirt yes High, was that high school? It was high school. That was... he. Yes, yes. He pointed out to me, we played Little League Baseball together. We did? Yes. Do you remember that? We I did. I don't remember that. Little we, League. I've I got, said... He, he's like, well, you know, I, we were talking about the show. I we talked about... We were talking about you. He goes... I said, yeah, I, uh, junior high. He said, no, you guys played Little League together. I said, wait a minute. That's amazing. And then, in my mind, I remember the pitcher. John Shaleos was the coach. <laughs> do you remember? I do remember that, We yeah. were wearing maroon jerseys. Were we, See, on, we were on the team together? We were on the team. We played wow. Little League together. That's amazing. Now, when do you play Little League? When you're, when you're nine? Young, way young. We were on the same Little League. That's how. So then I started wow. doing the math, and I'm like, okay. We're old. We already know that, but that means I've known you. What's I mean? I don't even know now. Most of our lives, if you really think about it. 
it's got um, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So much the fact that I, as soon as he said it, I'm like, yes, we did. We played baseball together. Wow. Now I don't remember how many I played. How long did you play? Uh, probably five years, maybe. See, that's the part. Uh, I think I did maybe four. Wow. I couldn't all like, but immediately I could see the team photo and I'm like, oh my God, you're right. I, I seriously had like forgotten yeah, that. That's how long. Wow. He brought, he, he said, mind yeah. blown. He said, I remember his mom came wow. to the show or to the games. Wow. And I wonder if that's that, uh, that little. I wonder my, if that's what the click was in junior high when we met up again. You know, it's like from the baseball team. Well, we probably knew each other, right? From, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's a crazy thing. That's how long we've been uh, doing this. So the point is, yeah, this isn't work, right? I'm I'm a little tired, and you had a long day, and you've got. You should tell everyone what you're doing. Oh, yeah. So this week, I'm actually really excited. Uh, Friday of this week, I'm going to L.A. and headlining the Whiskey A-Go-Go, the world-famous Whiskey A-Go-Go. And if you're not familiar with what that club is, that's the club where Van Halen got started. Everybody. Motley Crue. You can go back to the Doors playing there. Uh, Obviously, the L.A. glam rock scene, that's kind of where it took off from Poison and Warrant, just all those bands kind of got started that's, there. That's water, by the way. It is water. That's the liquid death liquid that they death. serve there. Yeah, that's actually really good. Tastes like water, anyway. And, uh, and and we're playing there uh, Friday night, uh, July 29th. Who's we? The Malls, which was an LA band that was signed on Atlantic Records back in the day, uh, three album deal. But of course, when grunge came in, it uh, ruined that deal. So the band never got what it deserved it did have uh mtv single 777 headbangers ball all that fun stuff but uh it still has airplay to this day you know if you listen to certain you know what what would you call them uh well let's just be honest serious xm stuff if you listen to those you can find it on like sure. the hair nations and stuff like that so it's really cool and i'm excited to be out there doing it how did you get in the band the malls yeah so uh you i was clearly weren't an original member no. You were too young. Way too young. I remember um, actually playing Damal's songs back in one of my other bands. And uh, I found out that Desi Rex, the singer, lives here in Salt Lake. And I got his number off of uh, – he was actually getting an amp repaired at House of Guitars in downtown Salt Lake. And I took his number off of it. Probably shouldn't have, but I just did. And gave story. him a call, just randomly called him and just told him who I was, you know, my, my connection with Air Supply. And he didn't understand. He's like, you want Damals and Air Supply to do a show together? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, no. You know, I'm like, we should if we should you work. need a bass player. Yeah. And so that's what happened. He had me come down, and we were jamming together. And then uh, we just kind of built a relationship and friendship and just started writing songs. And then we got the band back together. I mean, that... That's a that's um, it's at the whiskey whiskey go go right there on the Sunset Strip in is that where Lemmy hung out or is that oh the Rainbow? yeah every well well, I that, mean, I, well it was at Rainbow so it was both clubs what you'd basically do is you'd go before uh, or during the day and get lunch at the Rainbow you'd go see whoever's playing at the whiskey that night and then you'd go back to the Rainbow and that's where everyone just hangs out Do you know what I'm talking about where Lemmy the documentary mm-hmm. I'm, did yeah. you ever see that oh Motorhead? yeah yeah are of you course. a fan I actually am um. And again, not until later on. I didn't really appreciate them 
uh, when you know when Ace of Spades was out and all that stuff. And most of their time, I just didn't get into them. But the older I got, I really appreciate them. I think it's uh, maybe it's the Rainbow. It's one of the two where he had. There was like the poker machine at the end of the bar. That's the Rainbow. And he lived. Okay, yeah, yeah. he lived mm-hmm. just up, like upstairs or around the corner. So yeah. he was there every day. Yeah. Right? So people would come into town and go and be like, "Is that Lemmy?" Yeah. He's yeah, like the yeah, he's Lemmy. like the door guy. So those those apartments that you're talking about, all the bands used to live there. Sure. Motley Crue lived there. If you watch the. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Motley Crue thing on Netflix called The Dirt. Oh, yeah. Um, did you the, read the book? I did, yes. Can't um, talk about that at No. All. <laughs> the opening scene, they're throwing a party. Yeah. Right? That's those apartments yeah. where everybody lived. And they and ironically, Desi from DeMalls lived across the street, or across the, the hallway from, from Nikki. I've read a lot of the rock documentaries or yeah. excuse me rock the autobiography bio, types yeah. Of, yeah and watch the documentaries and you're not every rock band is part of that story that's unbelievable i think i, I was going to say it's a bucket list to go there i think i went there i went there man to, uh, a long 10 years ago mm-hmm. uh, so shock you it was a morrissey road trip he played okay. the palladium which is a legendary building too. yes it is and uh, I went there, but I don't think it was open yet. And I wanted to go in just to say I oh. went. I, it was like, I can't. It seems to me that would never close. Or maybe I just had, it might have been a show day where I couldn't go in. But I, I went there, but I was unable to go in for some reason. And I always think, why didn't I go in? Why you need to go I, back. Why did I not go in? That place is historic. So congrats, man. That's a, Thank you. Thank That's you. a great story. I'll tell you, That's I'm. Exciting. Uh, Is it sold out? No, but it's close. And I wow. tell, I played the whiskey in the '90s actually with some other bands. We went there, and this is just a quick story. Here in Salt Lake, when you go see a band at the clubs, you show up, you see the opening act, you hang out all night, right? If there's four bands, you sit and watch all of them and just hang out the night. At the whiskey, they put four or five bands on the act or on the bill, and. Uh, People just show up for that band that they like. Like, we were playing, and uh, the band before us had – the place was packed, right? And we were sitting there going, oh, this is going to be awesome. Look, the club is sold out. The the cymbals were still ringing. The band finished their last note, and it was gone. And I just looked around, and we we literally played to tables and chairs. Wow. And it's just kind of like, whoa. I don't think that's – I mean, that that doesn't sound – crazy to me no that's that's very much how it is here i feel do you feel like it that way here well i mean i've experienced that i i in my memory the most recent band we have been uh well we yeah we're guilt we're not we're not guilty of it but we have an audience that comes to see us sure and when we're done they leave good night okay that's it right and yeah and it goes both ways Right, if you're opening for someone else, their people aren't going to come out. I, I don't remember it being that way back in the day. I remember it being more no. of that way. Right, is yeah, the doors open and people got in. They were there were hundreds of kids in line. Yep, for a show, and that was it. They were there for the entire time, and it's probably a difference between what all ages and bar shows. Yeah, whiskey's all ages now, so you know kids can get in there too. Now. How does that work? I think you to purchase alcohol, you have to have a wristband. 
Well, I forget. Sure. But, you know, different right. different rules. But, no, I remember that in the 90s. And maybe it was just the way we booked the bands back then. You know, it was uh, you, you made sure that both bands had a following. No, and, that, uh, that, that Lemmy documentary where they talk about that whole – well, every rock documentary. Yeah. That well, whole yeah. The Sunset Strip is – I mean, it was historic, amazing how historic. many bands came out of there. I mean, Quiet Riot, Wasp, Wa- right? Well, All and of not them. even just that genre. I mean, I remember reading—I can't remember which book at this point because everyone, talk, every band member, talks about it in their yeah, books. Of course they do. How they were mad at the other bands, you know, and then there was the like. <laughs> so it was the glam metal, right? And then so and so got a deal, and then everybody else was mad. Yep, and they, then they got a well, then they got a deal, but then there was like. You know, Metallica played there, right? And all the Testament and Exodus, and they were all. Then they all hated each other because it was like speed metal versus whatever metal. And but they and I, I, Soundgarden didn't that they play? Oh yeah, they invaded it when the grunge scene came in. That was also a place to play as well. Absolutely, they killed all that other. You know who just played there? Actually, Uh, maybe a month, maybe maybe two months now. Def Leppard did wow. a set at the Whiskey. That's well, again, that's I mean, how cool would that? I have been? a coworker that I can't remember if it's Whiskey or Rainbow, but a few years back, it was it was like Green Day mm. and Fallout Boy, and yeah, that would be unbelievable. I see, mean, to see a band like that—that's that a band club. I haven't seen yet—is Green Day. Really, and I really want to see them. I think I've done two shows, and um, if I remember, and you know, yeah, they're they're great at what they do. They're you know, but uh, man, that, I wish I could go to Hollywood. That would be pretty. Good. I actually, speaking of Lemmy, when did he pass away? Do you remember? Two thousand seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, it was definitely before the pandemic hit. Um, I can look it up here. That's one of my best. Well, it's a sad story, but it's a good story. We did Motorhead at the Complex. Days before he passed away. Really? Yeah. I maybe I'm incorrect. It's it's a I'm a little tired. I it might have been the last show he played. Wow, he died in 2015. Really? 2015 in Los Angeles. What day? Uh, December 28th, according to what this says. So now look up Motorhead the Complex, Salt Lake City. Maybe in my mind it was a month or two. I feel like it was in. It wasn't cold. It was like October, maybe. But the point is, I I saw one of the last Motorhead shows, and I was up front doing my job. I had a few photographers, and um, he didn't look. They had to stop at one point. They stopped the really? show. Really, he wasn't he feeling did, he well. He didn't feel well, and he. Um, I can't remember in my mind now how many songs they did, but I, you know, the the media generally is there for three songs, and then they have to go. Right, that's standard. And for some reason, we we did the three songs, and the media left, and I was going to bounce. I'm a Motorhead fan, but I can't say I'm a diehard. Sure, I'm kind of that boat too. Right, one of those bands. I'm like, okay, I, I've never seen them before, so right. I'm like, and th- there was, I remember this vividly. Something in my mind said, you should stick around. You should watch a few more songs. And I was right by the stage, mm-hmm. and uh, and then sure enough, a few songs later, he, a lot of bands have a hard time here because of the right, altitude. Right, the altitude, they have a hard right? time singing, yeah. So it's not uncommon to see bands kind of like, really? Or they'll say, how do you guys breathe here, right? right and they have to right. have oxygen. And I've seen that many times. 
but he just didn't seem right. And then sure enough, I can't remember the amount of uh, how many songs they played, but a few songs later, they he just he walked off stage and they he had to go to the bus and and that was the end of the show. And then lo and behold, I feel like they did Denver the next night or maybe they canceled Denver, but it was one of the last shows. It was, that's wow. one of those things where you're like, wow. You know, that thing of like speaking of iconic things and bands mm-hmm. and venues. Oh, my gosh. It's like, wow, how lucky am I that I got to to see that, you know? Motorhead, uh, Lemmy, very actually underrated bass player, surprisingly enough. Um, a lot of people know Ace of Spades, of course, but their their catalog goes really deep. And a lot of the major fans, not like, like again, I'm a casual fan of them. Um, but the the diehard fans for them just love everything and support. They 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 literally would follow them on the road and go show to show to see them, and it was so cool. They were one of the loudest bands I've ever seen. Yeah, if you watch, there were a few doc. I think it's the same one. Let me documentary. Okay, deafening. Wow, like deafening. I mean, just almost to the point of overkill. Like he was, you know, my you, you don't need to uh, rock shows are loud. Sure, you don't need to be this loud. It was just mind numbing how loud it was, and his bass tone, of course, that distorted. I mean, just you could feel your brain melt with that. <laughs> boom, 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 that That's rumble, rock and roll, man. Rumble. Oh just yeah, grit, dirty, grimy bass lines, and just deafening. Like and the way he. Excuse me, and the way he would sing—that's I think that I think he's more known for that. How he put the mic stand really high, yeah. and put his head up in the air and yeah. sing into it that way. He was—he was, was a character man, um, uh, legend, legend, great bass player, great songwriter, and actually a decent guy. He looked really rough. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> he looked really rough throughout most of his career, but he was a nice guy. I regret that I did not get to meet him. Uh, I think we were trying to say hello that night. Sure. And he didn't feel well. So he couldn't. Um, I had a, a, a friend, a mutual friend, who actually is friends with him from the L.A. scene. Yeah. She lived here at the time. And uh, she was on the bus with him, and I ran into her before they went on, and she said, yeah, he's he's not feeling very well today. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of a not a great visit. And, uh, yeah, that would have been cool, man. But anyway, good for you. What a great – have a great well, thank time you. on Friday. That's going to be a fun show Saturday. Friday, this Friday, yeah. So I'm excited. So, That's cool. It's way cool. Very, I, very cool. you got to get back there, and you need to check no, that out. No, it's on my out. bucket list. I've got to go. I like L.A., that whole scene. I know L.A.'s got a lot of, uh, you know – a lot of baggage with it, and I'm sure living there would be a different story. But man, it's if you're a music guy, L.A. and you know the Sunset Strip. And- it's always been a mega place, and it, granted, majority of the record labels are there, so I get why it is. What record labels? What well, are those? Yeah. back in the days, sure. right? Sure. I mean, we all know the Capitol Records building. No, totally, of course. But uh, you know, and that's why it has been such a mecca for. Bands. That's why people from all over the country and world go there to be in a band and be successful, or take their entire band there and try and make the scene. No, I mean I get it. It's there's something electric about it. You, know, I understand why people. I could never do it back. I, in the I don't day, think I like could now, either. There was no way. Mm-mm. There was no way. I just I have a friend that just recently her son. You know, he's what, 19-something, 20, he's in a band, and um, 
they just packed up and moved to L.A. to pursue the dream. And it's like, man, good for you. Old guy in me is like, I wanted to do that for about five hours (laughs) 35 years ago and then realized, yeah, I don't have what it it takes to do that. And good for – and, again, a long time ago. Do you know how many more bands now exist and – Oh, the the formula now for how it works and how bands get signed and everybody now it's all social media and it's like man to pack up to L.A. to try to, that the old school way of doing it difficult and unbelievably admirable man the guts on it you was guys. difficult back you. then to do it sure and now in today's world music is so more accessible to people with everybody online and guaranteed everybody is emailing their stuff sending links here check out my youtube check out my band check this out you know more than back then back then in the day you just kind of had to be a good band you know have a have a semi semi hit and then the producers would take it the rest of the way now it's you know everybody could have that type of hit you've got to be special you've got to stand out and you've got to just blow blow up basically on social media to do it. So I don't necessarily get the I'm going to move to L.A. because you can do it right here in your hometown. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, again, that's why it's so admirable. It's just it's a million to I mean, it's got to be more than a million. to Oh, win. for sure. I mean, in today's man, world, 100 percent. What, what an amazing thing to do. I one of the guys in, in our band that I'm in, he. You know, maybe I shouldn't tell the story, but he came very close. He went to L.A. and he auditioned for Clive Davis. Mm -hmm. This was many years ago in a different band. And uh, to hear the story, you know, again, uh, being having them fly you out and Clive Davis. Yeah. Clive Davis. Oh, I know Clive. Right. Yeah. That's not, you know, that's not a small deal. He made air supply. I hope to tell you how many people he made. I know. And we're going to fly you out. And he said, we rehearsed, you know, they did what, four songs. And he said, we rehearsed every day mm-hmm. for weeks. And, uh, you know, he comes in and uh, listens to the song and shakes their hand. And, you know, it didn't come to be. But, I mean, uh, uh, what a, you know, it, and it's not funny to hear it, but when he tells the story, right, it's like that amazing rock and roll story. Mm hmm. But there's also that hint of sadness because it didn't work out. And you just go, man, that's it. That's and I've the told business, him, you know. Not that long ago. That's as close as, as anyone I know. When you audition for Clive Davis, that's a Sure. That's as close as you get. And there's very back few then. there's very few legends like Clive Davis. I would put Eddie Kramer in that same Oh yeah. You know, same genre. Not genre, that same echelon, you know, of of, of people in the music business. Clive Davis um, uh, who's the Eagles manager? I'm forgetting his name. Also, I'm, I'm I don't know. Moving I'm not on, sure. I can't. I'm I can see him, but I can't think of his name anyway. But if you don't know Eddie Kramer, Eddie Kramer was basically an engineer and producer. Jimi Hendrix. Right. He did Jimi Hendrix. He did some Led Zeppelin. He did Kiss. He did. Uh, I mean, you name it. He's he's pretty much worked with them. Oh, that's unbelievable. Anyway, yeah, we're a totally off format. Here oh we man, go. we're we're just we're way gone. All right, let's talk about live music. Well, we're kind of on so live music. Coming oh yeah, up. we've been talking about your live show, music. Your yeah. show Friday. Yeah. Go to L.A. So tell me really quick, Trent. We had a concert uh, two nights ago. 
The Goo Goo Dolls. I've seen a lot of music since I saw you last. I went as a fan, as a as a uh, just a person. I went and saw David Gray. Oh right, San Diego Theater. Yeah. What was that last Friday? Mm-hmm. How was that? Awesome. awesome. Venue's cool there, right? The venue is cool. It's not what you again. They have not been known for doing these shows. And my buddy is doing a lot of the shows there, and mm-hmm. he's got he's he's bringing the real the real deal now. Anyway, and it That's was. Great. Uh, Again, he did the the White Ladder album, 20th anniversary of White Ladder, and um, if you know the album, you know, Babylon, and please forgive me, and just... It's one of his biggest, right? The, the biggest. Yeah. And he did, a, he did a Greatest Hits set first, which I missed, got there just in time, he did an intermission, came back out, and did White Ladder, and just killed it, as good as ever. And again, if you're not familiar, check it out. British guy... Just awesome. Spectacular. And then, yes, Goo Goo Dolls, Blue October. Well, yeah, Goo Goo Dolls, Blue October. Yeah. Uh, What hit me with that one, how many hits between the two of them? I know we talked about it, but when you— Goo Goo Dolls have massive amounts. (laughs) When you're there, and like, oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many. And they're great songs. And the guy— I know Blue October. I've done the show before. I have. I know some some of their stuff. For some reason, they sold. Uh, there was something about them. I, uh, they were uh, Justin is the lead singer. I can't mm-hmm. remember his last name. I believe he is a he's a recovery guy, a sobriety guy, and just couldn't have been cooler. Could not have been just. That's great. A fun story. I ran into him in catering. Okay. I was grabbing some quick dinner, and uh, they were in there eating. And uh, I'm wearing one of my Morrissey shirts from the Vegas trip. Oh, sure. And he straight he he stopped me, and he's like, "Man, that shirt! I where did you?" He said he actually said, "Where did you get it?" He said, "Did you go?" I wow. said, "Yeah, I went to four of the five. And he just, he's like, how was he? I said, he was spectacular. And we broke down about the shows. Oh, that's cool. And he just, and then on stage, he was just, he sold me. He sold, I just, I mean, I, I've seen him many times. There's something about it. He just was uh, gracious. And they were people, again, you forget, even if it's a band you don't love, that they connect with people. people of course were, they do. You know, in tears, watching some of these songs and his lyrics, I really kind of got to listen to some of the lyrics, and it's just a man. That's it's, it's good stuff, it's, right? it's Well, it's intense, is the way to put it. He's clearly a guy that's gone through a lot, a lot of stuff. Right? Again, I, I, I'm pretty certain I re- recall him. I can't remember how long, but he's he's been sober. And just to hear the lyrics where you can actually hear them, I was able to actually just watch them and listen. Mm-hmm. And I could, it's like, wow, this is intense stuff. You know, people think it's all, you know, tomorrow night, Kenny Chesney, different, different vibe. Right. It's a party, although he's got some sad stuff too, but it's a whole different vibe. This stuff is like, it's like a therapy. Sure. You can tell it's. It's like he heartfelt, wrote from his life. Heartfelt. That when people say, well, bands, you know, it's a shtick and that no. no 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 not all the time and you know we've we've talked about this blue october's again is one of you put them in that category of bands that are really big but unknown 
You know, they're not but yet mainstream. they've been around for a long right. time. They've right, they've been around a very long time. And you they're don't successful. Hear, right, you don't hear a lot of radio play. In fact, you may not hear anything really radio played. But you get, when you go to their show, it's people are fanatic about them. No, I get it. I understood it. I understood it. And again, I've listened to some of their stuff and, and I, I, it, it made me want to, as we've discussed, do a, a deep dive on their stuff, which was very cool. And then tomorrow night, Kenny Chesney, USANA Amphitheater. Yeah. I'm amped up about it. I mean, I really am excited. He's a great show. Well, and we were talking about this last week. I, I I didn't realize his songs went back to the late nineties, actually mid nineties. No, he's been around a long time. I did not realize that. I didn't realize uh, Tractor Sexy was from the nineties. No, he's been again. He's it's I, amazing to me. I I, I just uh, I mean I'm really quite excited to see him because he's just again good time. It's a good vibe. It's it's just. Well, it's outdoors. We talked about this. It's outdoors. Makes you happy. Um, it's summer nights. It's warm. It's country music. It's under the stars. It's a fun, great night. Well, and he's just such a – he's just such a – it's, a, again, just something about his vibe. He's just a – it's just a big party, and people are happy and singing along, and uh, it's, a, it's a great time. So I'm really looking forward to it, which leads me to my question. Okay. Here's my question. I'm ready. Are you a set list guy where you snoop? Do you cheat? And I have. Yeah. There is a website. What is it? Set list. Set FM? list. At set list FM. Yeah. You can find anybody's. You set. can type in. Yeah. Kenny Chesney, 2022 set list, and it gives you city by city. Yep. What he's played. Not every city comes up. I obviously someone has to enter. No, they. In. Yeah, they have to do it. Yeah. But so. Are you one of those guys, or do you I, want to? The question is, do you want to know what they're going to play, or do you like to go in blind and oh, be surprised? It's it's tough because I want to be surprised. I really do. But I also <laughs> want to know what they're going to play. And why? Why? Yes. I don't know, because I just I just want to. Is it based on when you get there and how long you stay no, and all no, that or no, any no. of that? When I go to a concert, I get there early and I stay till they're done. Very good. That's that's what I do. I uh, I don't go. Oh, let's play my favorite song. All right, time to go. Oh, I'm gonna get get out before everyone else does. No, I stay till the end. Good I for you. even if I don't know all their music. Like when I went to uh, see Jack White, I didn't know all of his music, but I stayed till the very end. Awesome. And granted, yes, of course, the last song he played is Seven Nation Army, and that's what everyone wanted to hear. But that's not why I stayed. I I found him never seeing him live before it was very interesting to watch how he puts his stage and talk about set list the guy does not have a set list sure he just literally goes, yeah that they you're correct i think he has okay this is what we're going to open with this will be the middle of the show and we're definitely ending with this but everything else is how he feels they straight up said it, it's a vibe yeah he'll, and so he'll he'll read the room and he'll do what he's going to do he might right. play you know what is it? Seven Seven Nation Army. Yeah, he'll always probably end so like with that. Ninety percent of the time, he'll ninety eight percent of the time he'll sure. play that. But it's a complete vibe on the crowd yeah. when it plays. Of, yeah. yeah, interesting. See, I'm a guy simply because of the schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a lot of things to do. So if I'm not a big fan, if I'm not a massive fan, I like to look to kind of gauge of like, all right. You know, how long am I going to stay 
and commit mm-hmm. when I've seen this band seven times or I have to do whatever tomorrow and I'm guilty of that. But again, I'm coming at it from a more of a probably a work angle. But again, here I look straight up for tomorrow. Like, all right, what's he playing? So you want to know what he's playing? Absolutely. Most of the well, David Gray. I was running late. Did you check the set? I checked the set list because I'm like, okay, I'm going to miss half of the. Well, luckily he opened with greatest hits and he did about nine songs. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I knew like, okay. Because then I was going to talk myself out of going, right? It's like, sure. okay, well, I've missed the first half of the album. <laughs> I don't so need to now go. I'm not going to go. Well, I looked at set. I'm like, okay. Oh. If I get there by X time, sure. w- we're going to walk in right. And that's what happened. We walked in 15 minutes intermission, uh-huh. and he came back out. If you didn't look, you wouldn't have known. You're going in blind. Like, okay, what's happening, right? But there is something really cool, though, about not knowing and the show's going, you know, they're going to play the song. But that's you know. the other question. Do you want to know the set list? Because certain bands, probably I would say most bands, the show is rehearsed. Of course it is. There is a, well, I'm mean, not to say every show's not, but I'm saying there's a set list for the whole tour. Yeah, of course. Every night, and even band, not pyro bands and cue bands, even bands that just stand on the stage. Yeah. They rehearse, you know, they rehearse 30 songs, and every night is almost identical and yes. then you've got the wild cards right <laughs> this is where looking at the set list is a bad idea kenny chesney there's one song i want to hear tomorrow it's not uh, on the set list now i'm drawing a blank that's the problem you didn't see it, it. he it is on the set list oh. but it's like every third sh- night so now I start obsessing, oh, right? So you don't I'm know like, if he's okay, going to play it or not. All right, he played it yesterday. He didn't play it the <laughs> two before that. He played it three weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. He didn't play. So now tomorrow it's like, okay. Now I know that it could be played, but it's not in the – the not, rest yes. of the set list is pretty solid, right? It's a pretty – okay, sure. this is the opener, but that's the one I want to hear. Gets me weepy. It's about every fourth show. So now I've tormented myself with, okay. Was he going to play it or not? And if I leave early, which I probably will. And then he'll play it. He's going to play it. <laughs> yeah, and then the true. whole way home, I'm going to be like, oh, uh, did he? And then, and then the next day, I'll check. And if he, I'll check Salt Lake City. Yeah. And if he plays it, I'm born to lose. You know, uh, pulling back the curtain on that, the reason they most bands have a set list, and there's pro- honestly, as Trent just pointed out, there's sometimes three or four different set lists depending on the show. Uh, and what I mean by that is not every show is the same length of time that they will play. There's, there's a lot of them are, you know, 45-hour opening act, maybe 90 minutes headliner, but there is different shows. And the reason why you want to have those same songs is you build your set so you can play that song that everybody wants to hear, and you're not going, okay, we've got three more songs, but we've only got five minutes left. What are we going to do type of scenario? But don't you think a lot of bands too, right, lighting cues and pyro cues and stage, you know, props and that kind of stuff a lot of that stuff is it's a it's a show it's no different than a broadway show right so everything has to be the same because the entire show and the entire stage production is built around this set list but then you've got bands like the entertainment business dave matthews band and the grateful dead or or i guess dead and company now and it's a crapshoot sure it's a that's why that's why i understand why people follow them 
all over the country. Yeah, you don't know what you can be different show every night in that case. I, I'm not a I'm not a Grateful Dead guy. I've no, never I'm not I've either. never really clicked. But I completely understand when a diehard collector, right, of bootlegs is like, oh, you know, 2018 mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. They played blank song and they haven't played that. And I get that all day long. Yes, and sure. Those are the, that's the reason those moments where you're like, okay, the Vegas trip, every when they're especially a residency. Yes, the set list is seventy five percent. It changes, but they also know that there are people like me who are coming to multiple shows. Yep, and they throw little little nuggets of of gems in there. Two or three different songs. We did that. We would play certain songs. We we would do three or four nights in Vegas, you know, and and it would be a lot of the same fans every night. And we would like, okay, the last night, let's let's throw something in that we don't normally play. Yeah, just for them. Yeah, and and we would do it, and it, yeah, exactly, and that that's what it is. Trent, we got to take a quick break. Wow, that fast. We already went over our time limit before our first uh, commercial break, so let's let's take a quick break. Put a pin in this. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do some music news. We're gonna do uh, throwback record, and uh, we got the upcoming concert calendar and a few more things. I am Johnny Lightfoot. He is Trent Falcone. We're gonna take a short break. This break. This is the music and concert show. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Listening to the music and concert show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Welcome back. It is the music and concert show. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. We are discussing music, and we just went kind of on a thirty-five minute ramble, basically, of uh, just talking. And I love that. Well, you can't believe how many people absolutely—it's blasphemy to look at the set list before. Yeah, I know. There are people that are like—they're appalled. That I would do that. Like, why would you? Well, a lot go, of people want that want surprise, know, right? Absolutely. And maybe, maybe it's different for us because we're in the uh, music business and and not the fan that's just going, you know, doesn't play play an instrument or anything, and just shows up and it's like, I hope they play my favorite song. I hope they play my favorite song. Then they play your favorite song, and the rest of the crowd is going nuts because it's their favorite song as well. You know, there's there's something really cool about that. Well, I've had those moments right where I don't look and and they do play that song. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it literally just comes out of me. Oh, yeah, my goodness gracious. And I am I squeal like a – it's just it's – That's awesome. 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 Well, Trent, I'm going to get to a little music news here. And I'm going to take it all the way back to 1979. Because this week in 1979, in fact, July 29th, 1979, Highway to Hell, ACDC's sixth studio album – was released. How many? What year? 79. 79. 
Wow. That's, uh, I believe that would be Bond. Yeah, that is. That's Bond Scott's last album that he did with them. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the first ACD rec- ACDC record to hit the top 100 in the U.S. That's interesting to me. I would have thought some of their earlier stuff may have hit, but it did not. That, th- that thing's a, a unbelievable. Really? How many songs on that? I mean, Highway to Hell, mm-hmm. really? You know what would be interesting to look at, and we don't have to do it now, but we talked about Metallica last week with Stranger Things. Right. And yeah. I saw a documentary on them a few days ago. Do you realize the Black Album? It has been in the charts for the equivalent of ten and a half years. It's been wow. in the charts. Really? Ten and a how many weeks is that? Ten and a half years. The Black Album has been in the in the charts. That's impressive. That out ACDC has to be similar. Oh yeah, yeah, it has to be. So the uh, the track listing on this is uh, track one, Highway to Hell. Track two, Girls Got Rhythm. Track three, Walk All Over You. I don't really know that one. I don't know that one. Uh, track four, Touch Too Much. Don't really know that one. Nope. Uh, track five, Beating Around the Bush. Don't really know that nope. one. Six, Shot Down in Flames. I definitely know that. Uh, track seven, Get It Hot. Don't really know that. Track eight, If You Want Blood, You've Got It. Yeah. Huge. Track nine, uh, Love, Hungry Man. And track 10, Night Prowler. Great ACDC songs, but not to the level of Highway to Hell, Girls Got Rhythm, and of course, If You Want Blood. That just shows you, right? We've talked about, you have to go deep on these albums. Sure. Don't just, that's why I, some bands I just can't listen to anymore, because that's all you, you hear those two on the radio, and you think like, how many other great songs must they have on this album? And uh, there's another one, right? In our minds, we think these some of these albums, well, coming up, right? Throwback album. Right. You're looking at the tracks, you're like, there Wait are like second. three songs on this. Yep. But they were that big, that's it. Because of that. Iconic records and bands because of three, four songs. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. And I, I, I think it's cool. In fact, that's a question I wanted to talk to you about. And stop me if we've discussed this before, but uh-huh. albums now... <clears throat> Excuse me. Seem to have more hits per track listing. So, what I'm getting at is, would you rather have a new album from your favorite artist, 15 tracks, but only three of them are good, or would you rather have a nine or eight or seven track record where every single one is good? Hmm. Because there is something about. You know, just because it's a radio play song does not mean it's the best song on the record. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's plenty of, of records out there where I'm like, yeah, I the radio song's great, but this song I love. Well, that's what makes this so much fun, right? One of mm-hmm. the reasons is to be able to listen to a record and and tell people, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, you've got to check this song out. And I don't really know. I'm I'm on the, I mean, listen. So you got a new- choice of 15 songs. Where three of them are radio hits, but there could be one, two, three, maybe four gems in there that your favorite, or a seven-song LP, all smashes. I like both. I'm not going to lie to you. When a record comes out now, and I listen to it, and I, it's like, this just happened with a record. I can't remember which one now, but 
when a record has 10 songs and eight of them are awesome, mm -hmm. there's something magical about that. That makes me I – ha yeah. I literally get this feeling inside of just happiness because most of the time I would say if there are 10 songs, half – yeah. Half for Probably me. Probably more. For me, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's, uh, you know, depending on your taste. But I'm also, uh, my listen, we have things to do. I can't listen to, <laughs> I just listened to the the new uh, Before Jason Aldean. He put out a double album. Wow. And that's a lot of music. That's now, I have to say, I had it on in the background, and I couldn't believe how many songs caught my attention. Sure, of It course. had a lot of good songs. It has to. It had a lot of good songs, but I remember I didn't get through it all because, you know, that I get interrupted and you got to do stuff. You got to – I can't concentrate on it. So if that happens, well, can, like you, can you uh, stop the record mid and then pick it back up? Or I do you start have it to, over. You have to, that's what I'm saying. Or I do you have to start over. it over? No, I mean I I don't think they came out the same time, but there's two versions of it, and I, I went back. Now I remembered – some that I caught my ear. Yeah, sure. And I went back to them. But uh, I like both, man. I mean, it's, again, it's a pleasant surprise when you put on a, uh, well, or when you stream a record. That's what you do now, yeah. <laughs> and you don't skip a track until track six. or That's magical for me. I still love it. But I also, you know, a, a couple of good songs, if they make you happy. I mean, again, that you've noticed we have talked about this. Singles are the mm -hmm. new thing because. Of course. People can't pay attention for 15 songs. Right, and they, right? they, they buy can't. the song that they hear on the radio most sure. most of the time. Let's be honest. They don't find those album gems. Well, we have talked about this. Often the last song on the record is an absolute masterpiece. And how yeah. many I've had people, you know, we've talked about it. People have played something. I go, what's that? It's the off the new album or the last album. And I go, I this isn't ringing a bell. Oh, it's the last song. It's like, of course, I probably checked out. Right. I probably got to track seven, and I was it. I had to go. I had to take VHS tapes back. I didn't get to the last <laughs> song. And sure enough, it's a gem. Uh, I just wish I had more time to concentrate on. It's like everything, right? It's, I just wish you could – you had the wow. time to concentrate and really pay attention. And but. that's why singles became what they are, you know, buying it from iTunes or whatever your, uh, your platform is or streaming it, you know, through the Spotify's or whatever because – Oh, I love this song. I heard it on the radio. I'm going to I'm going to own this song so I can listen to it as many times as I want, but you miss that album gem. That's not a radio hit, but you absolutely love it. Well, it's a great time to go back. We talked about a few weeks ago with with uh who did Band of Horses play with? Oh, <laughs> dude, there's been so many shows. I'm uh Oh, it's a blur. Yeah, it it literally becomes a blur. A band of horses, uh, whatever, with at USANA, and it made me go. And I listened to every record. Right, right. You in mentioned one day. that. Yeah. I listened to every record, start to finish. You went back and checked it yeah. all out. Wow. And that's, I mean, again, you know, there were there were a few, that's cool. a couple records I liked more than others, but the newest one, I remember thinking, this is just released in 2022, and I have yet to skip a song. I mean, that's awesome. It's fun. That's cool. It's a good time. Well, Trent, let's let's jump over to our uh, throwback record. That's the end of the music news, ACDC. Yeah, I'm just going to stick there because I think I think we can go a little longer with this uh, this particular album. This is one of your uh, choices. This is one of my which choices. Is random. 
Yeah, it is random, random. Random, man. It is random, but it's also a extremely massive band. Let's let's be honest. It's they've been around. This particular album came out in 1982, and I think it really. Uh, let's see. It actually hit number two in the United Kingdom and number one in Australia and Canada. And what did it do here? I'm not seeing anything for. Oh, here it goes. It was re-released in November of 1982 and got to number six on the Billboard 200. I am talking about Duran Duran. Rio. Well, a fine example of what we were just talking about. When you look at what the original nine songs, I'm only really familiar with about four of them. Three of them are burned into my mind. Oh, forever. I could probably now sing along to every word. Right, right. And at the time, that was not my thing. I remember being very angry because, well, wait, 82? I'm not even going to talk about school, but I remember <laughs> all the girls in school yeah. loved these Man. guys. The girl I had a crush on was obsessed with, what, Nick Rhodes, Simon LeBon. Uh, John Taylor. John Taylor, that guy. Yep. And I was so jealous Right, because I, of course, I looked like a, a, a some well, we sort were the of dog. Yeah, yeah, looked ridiculous, you know? but and of course, I couldn't admit that I liked the songs. Right, but I'm going to tell you straight up. All right, let you. Okay, go ahead with the album, and then I have a question. Well, so the as we were just talking about, you, we looked at this record earlier because we both know this record. Everyone knows this record. There was only three songs on this out of the nine original nine uh rio hungry like the wolf and save a prayer the rest of these songs i'm looking at them going what i Who? remember the chauffeur you do yep i can remember that one okay now here's the question how many did it sell oh man that's not the question but what's the best song on the album there's no right or wrong answer what's the best song on the album I personally, I would probably go hungry like the wolf. Wrong. What is it? <laughs> Rio. There's no right or wrong answer. But I'm wrong. That's the wrong answer. Okay. All right. Save a prayer, man. Yeah. Oh, come I know. on. That I intro. Know. It's awesome. Listen, if that, uh, I can't even talk about it. See, but I've got to go with oh, the, those two songs. Just the the opening riff, the bass lines were so awesome in this. What is that? It's uh, the opening. That's a keyboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, t- and bass and drums. Yeah. But that first. Oh yeah, keyboard. That's all keyboards. If that if that doesn't say sunset on the beach. Oh right. I mean, well, anytime I'm near a beach, anytime I'm near, I have playlists. I actually have a playlist mm-hmm. called Beach. And that song is on that playlist. Of course it is. I can sit on a beach and look at, I don't, it doesn't even have to be the ocean, water, and listen to that. I mean, if, if that song is not a beach sunset, <laughs> it's, uh, it's I, awesome. can't, I can't stand it. It's the best. Well, here's, here's something that I think really helped Duran Duran blow up. Obviously, the songs were great, but MTV was out. They were cool guys, too. They were cool guys, but Duran Duran was one of the first bands to hire real directors 
to shoot their videos. You look at the videos of that time, they didn't have, remember Duran Duran, they're on the boat, you know. Rio, aren't right. they on a sailboat? Yes. On the, on the, what's the mast or what? Yeah. Yeah, they're on that whole sailboat and it's out there and there was a girl all painted up and there's, you know, there's just, all, all these videos were different. If you look at the videos from that time, it was really like the band just hanging out, playing in a room. And then all of a sudden this came out and everyone's like, what is this? And if you hadn't heard the song before, you watched it just because of how crisp and clean at that time the video was and how different it was from everyone else. They were beautiful videos, but again, man, the complete opposite of what I was into at the time. Me too. And they, listen, again, we can admit it now. I was, they were, they were every bit as captivating as the metal bands. Just a different... Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. These guys are in suits and they've got long hair, but it's not like the, it's not like Motley Crue. They were like hair. James it's Bond. Like whist- uh, and they you were know? good looking. Uh, they right. st- and they still look the same. Have you yep. seen John Taylor recently? I have. Maybe yeah. I, I, the last time I saw John Taylor, he looked, they, and <laughs> they looked the same. They were cool. They saw, I mean, look, ordinary uh, world. I mean, I'm jumping out. Right. You're jumping out of the albums. Yeah. But girls still. Girls on film. I mean, they had some wild boys. You remember that one? Oh, of course. Are you kidding they, me? They're great. But th- like you said, it wasn't my type of music. I was time, I was in yeah. the rock world at that time. But what put me in them is listening to the bass lines, listening to the songwriting, listening or watching the video. And that's in that time MTV made or broke or broke a band. Absolutely. 100% it was all about the video. And Duran Duran hiring actual directors not just some guy hey we hold this camera and, and shoot us we're going to stand in a room no it was and i i remember reading this at some point the amount of money at the time they oh, spent yeah now and, it's not that much if you really think about it it's yeah a, but you know, back then right? back then it was massive amounts of money to do those videos well and again they're on a they're on a sailboat yeah that's moving in the ocean right it's like at the time that was pretty like what yeah. And again, that it brings back so many great memories because again, in my mind I'm like, oh, I was a metal kid. No, I really liked I liked this stuff too. I just didn't look like it, but it was they were spectacular. You know, this is another one. They they just don't come to Utah. I know. It's We've, I don't know why. There has there's been talk, there's been it would I just be massive. I just don't understand that this is one of those things that we talked about a couple of weeks ago frustrating as a fan right i i just it's so strange why do some bands they're just elusive they just do not make it here and maybe and and maybe some of it's the promoters just not bringing them i don't know why they would not duran duran's massive they're selling out still selling out arenas and they're always on the west coast of the united states playing so it makes sense it's not like it's a routing issue you can easily get here so I, I don't get it, but it would be massive, and I would be there just jumping up and down, playing air bass, slapping the bass, you know, just. Well, you have to assume it's uh, maybe they just, to, you know, they're to the point of their careers, right? They don't have to. They only they, they don't, don't have to. Play. No, they can pick and choose. They don't want to go to 50 cities. Maybe they want to go to 20. And if you're, you're – we're probably not on the list, but I, I'm baffled. This is one of those – I've come close to being involved over the years. I There was a – there was talk of a show a couple of years ago, I feel like, and it had strong support. 
and uh, it just seems to miss this market for some reason. But great album. I don't get it. But so let's let's look at Duran Duran's entire catalog. What's their best song in your opinion? I'm st- well. Uh, I mean, I do love Ordinary World, but I'm I'm sticking with Save a Prayer. That's it, man. That, that's that that's your song. That that is a wrong. That's my <laughs> that's my line. Well, okay. I, what what's the best song? Hungry Like the Wolf. I'm still going with mine. It just could be because I've heard it so right. Many times. No, I get and it. Again, and I challenge you now to now tomorrow. Listen to the rest of the album. I bet you remember more of it than you think. Right, but they you look at it and you radio. And, but it wasn't big radio hits. No, I mean I appreciate your opinion. It's incorrect. <laughs> Save a prayer. Again, close your eyes. The song starts with the keyboard and the song ends with the keyboard as the vocals fade away and it the keyboard carries the song out, the snare drums. Mhm. <laughs> the crack. Mhm. And it the drums fade out and it ends with the keyboard. Listen. Yeah. That's what heaven Look, sounds like. That's, I know you like these sappy love song ballad things like Morrissey and all listen, that stuff. So I get it. That's man. not a sappy love song though. Oh, it so is. It's not a sappy love song. What that do you is mean? a that is a beautiful it's just uh, It's a ballad. But it's not a sappy love song. It's actually pretty sad. It's not really a yeah, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Fair enough. I don't know. What hardcore, What do I know? I'm in a hardcore band, and I only like sappy love songs. Hey, okay. I played in Half a sappy love song me, band. Yeah, everything's too angry. You like, and now everything's sappy love. You were an air supply, right? That's what I'm really? saying. Really? I know sappy love songs. <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> Save a prayer, and that ain't it. No disrespect. All right, fair enough. Still not the Hungry- best song on the record. It's not the best song on the record. It's the best song of their career. <laughs> okay. Ordinary World is up there. What was the song they did for the Bond film? Do you remember? How many years ago? Oh, I don't know. Well, I'm a just million? going through one of their lists, and uh Yeah. I'm going to wow. look this up here. Wow. I mean, there's a lot. See, now tomorrow I'm going to listen to this. A View to A, view to a Kill. Oh, sure. Yeah. Duh. Hello. How did you – what about – I mean, I don't know. Girls on Film is pretty – that's I, up there. I like that one. It wasn't my favorite. It was one of those songs that, you know, the, the clicking of the camera. That's not a sappy love song? No, no, but it's one of those songs where the clicking of the camera comes on, and I have to be in the right mood to not hit next. I mean, that's the sound of the 80s. Oh, really, absolutely. I mean, again, that's if you're talking about '80s and and hits and st- iconic bands and songs. I mean, what do you what Duran Duran is on at the top of the list, right? MTV and Duran Duran. That's they go hand. You in have hand. Tina Turner and David Bowie and Duran Duran, Cyndi Lauper. You know, would you throw Aha in that mix with Take on Me? Well, how can you argue? I mean, that was anybody in MTV. I mean, it yeah. was what at the time twenty videos. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you have to include them. Uh, Dexie's Midnight Runners. Oh, wow. The Cars, right? Oh, uh, cars. There's another band that we know, could talk all show about. So, but, I mean, again, I think Dur- Duran Duran's in the top five from the, if you think of 80s, the sounds of the 80s, man. That I'm trying to find the song that they did. It wasn't that long ago. Well, and I say that, it's probably been 10 years, but... They're incredible. I can't believe I've never seen them, but I, I have they ever been here? Not to my knowledge, but I 
they that being said, they probably they probably had to in the eighties. I would assume Palace, right? Yeah, I would assume they would. They have it's been back in that bad. day when those those songs. Because again, as we said, I wasn't my kind of music. I wouldn't have gone and seen that show. It's too bad we don't have a device. If we only had some way to look things, and if up. we could look up. James Duran Duran at Upper Country. It's not, they're actually at Harbor Freight. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Duran Duran in the wrench aisle. That's awesome. Dot com. All right, Trent, let's get to the concert calendar. We've got still, like, uh, I think we talked about this off air. It's, uh, we're just, we're just starting to peak. No, this is the beginning of the summer, yeah. which I can't fathom that I'm saying it because I'm already tired. It's almost August, and it's the and beginning of summer. we're just getting started. Yeah. We're just getting started. This is going to take us into October, and it's going to be, listen, I don't know. Save your money. If you go to, I can't believe how many shows. I cannot believe it. You start, because again, Kenny Chesney tomorrow. Yep. If you don't have tickets, you should. Well, yeah, we talked about that. But the next one that I'm excited about, and I know there's shows in between, and I'll let Trent get to some of those, but uh, August 10th, the Rob Zombie and Mudvayne Freaks on Parade Tour, that show looks like it would be an absolute blast. Well, there's a – did we – I asked you this last week. Have you not seen them, him? No, I have not. I've seen clips of him, but I've not seen the show live. And I know it's a lot like his movies. It's a horror movie. Right. With a soundtrack. It's awesome. And that's why I think that's going to be such a great show. That's August 10th at USANA Amphitheater. The very next night, we're going back to country with Thomas Rhett. And uh, that's again at USANA Amphitheater. Two nights later, August 13th, One Republic. Also a hit factory. A hit Uh, factory. Yeah. I mean... Ryan is the vocalist. I can't remember sure. his name. Writes, they all look the same to me. Writes songs you know? for uh, other people. I mean, it's uh, there's another one. Throw on a One Republic playlist and tell me you don't sing along. Tell me you don't. Tell me you don't tap your. You know, uh, I don't care what you say. I don't care when you say like I don't really like this kind of music. I don't like that kind of music. Yes, you do. Well, it's like put the, it on and you'll go. Oh, yeah, it's like the Backstreet this. Boys, like we talked about a few weeks ago. You you're doing the dance. You're doing the you know, same same idea. They're then, a great uh, time. August nineteenth. This is cool because uh, part of our mm-hmm. other stations, Aerofest number three is bringing the Australian Pink Floyd show. That's August nineteenth out at Usana. And if you have not seen the Australian Pink Floyd, you need to go and see this show. It's a you, show. You close your eyes and listen, and it is. Roger Waters and David Gilmore together. Oh, it's a show for sure. It's yeah, it's massive, massive, uh, massive production. Lights, it's unbelievable. All right, so I'm going to throw randoms. Okay, all over the map. Uh, we have talked about uh, where is it? What's the date? August thirtieth. Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Is that at Sandy Amp? Sandy Amp. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we're talking about a guy in, from Led Zeppelin, really. Oh yeah. I mean, have you seen him before? I've not seen not seen him. I was lucky enough to do a show at the Depot. I can't remember it. Probably seven years ago. Man, that's no joke. Robert Plant, are you kidding? What's oh. the uh, What's the Zepp going to California? Yeah, he played that, and uh, I was. It was a busy night. 
stopped me in my tracks. Did it really? Stopped me. In, well, again, I was only partially listening as I was working, running around. Sure. And I happened to be in the, the, the you know, the show part of the venue. Going to California stopped me in my tracks. Again, that moment, I'm like, take a second. You're watching Robert Plant. Robert Plant. I do know. this song in a club. I mean, that's no joke. So I, it's got to be sold out. Another one I'm going to throw randomly. You probably don't know. You should check out William Fitzsimmons. Do I know? do not know do, this. No. Oh, oh I was going to I was excited. No. Uh, September 15th at the State Room. Have you been to the State Room? I've been to the State Room. What, what a, a great place. Yes, I was just going to say that. Place. Yeah. I don't it's know the so capacity. Cool. I've seen the trash can Sinatra's there. I've seen William Fitzsimmons there. If you don't know William Fitzsimmons, okay, don't say what you're going to say. All sad <laughs> Uh-huh. Beautiful it's mellow music. It's not it's not meant for Friday night party. It's not one republic. It's you're not, not dancing to William. You're not bouncing off the walls, you're listening. You are listening to a guy tell you how he feels about things and a lot of it is sad and he's a great multi-instrument. He, he play you know, it's unbelievable. Listen to him tomorrow. Okay. Well, listen to him when you're in a mellow mood. That's but, rare. Uh, I again, I unfortunately am not going to be able to make that show because, of course, it's the same night as Keith Urban well, at USANA Amphitheater, which is also an amazing show. Do you like Keith Urban? I do. And man, what a rock star! He do is, I have stories about that guy? And he is also, and this is probably common knowledge. So sorry if you already know this, but he is an amazing guitar player. Straight up, he is a rock and roll guy. He is. He's hands a rock down. guitar player. Australian and, country artist. You wouldn't expect it. He is a rock and roll dude. And then the last one uh, that I'm going to throw out, also an assignment you you didn't know, Modish Yahoo. I don't know, even know who that is. At the Depot, Sunday, August 7th. He is a... Oh, no, I do know this. He's a hip-hop... Yeah. Th- that's the record, as a matter of fact. He put out a new record a couple weeks ago, or maybe a couple months ago, and I just listened to it. And I couldn't believe how many good... So- I was just like, Wow. I, that's the album. That's the one I was trying to remember earlier. I listened track by track by track, and I, I would say what there's I don't remember thirteen songs, fourteen songs. I could yeah. not believe how good the record was. Unbelievable. That's awesome. Give it a listen, man. Modest Yahoo, August seventh. It's a Sunday. I've got a very busy weekend that weekend, and then we got I got to touch on this too, real quick. Imagine Dragons. We haven't talked yeah. about. Hello. We got to start next week with that. Hello. Next Friday, August. Fifth, mm-hmm. Imagine Dragons, Macklemore, Rice Eccles Stadium. What? How have we not talked about that yet? That's next week. That's uh, that is massive. How do you feel about Macklemore? You know, I'm not super familiar with his stuff enough to know that would be one of his songs. You know, or or like if someone said, "Who's this artist?" and just played it, I wouldn't know. We can't even start. We have to stop because this is another hour. So we'll let's pick this up next week. Macklemore, Imagine Dragons, Rice Eccles Stadium. Uh, you should probably get tickets if you're if you're wanting to go. Okay, it's uh, it's going to be an amazing August. It's going to be an it's going to be a tiring August. Well, there's there's so much more. I mean, and and we can get into it from Joe Rogan to Incubus to Alice in Change to Sammy Hagar. I mean, that's you know that's just rounding out the August, and that's only USANA. There are so many other shows at the State Room at Sandy Amphitheater. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, um, oh, uh, uh, Elvis Costello is coming. Yes, 
Yeah. At Sandy Amphitheater. Well, again, if you've looked at, uh, is that the? That's my computer. That's get off. Yeah, it's Tyler telling us to get off. Stop talking. Well, again, also complex. You've. Oh man. I don't know how you. you're not going to be able to do all of this. We, let's just put it that way. You're going to have to make choices. I love William Fitzsimmons, and I love Keith Urban. And uh, I'm that's a try, tough one, I'm right? Try, well, I tried the other night. We had the Used and Rise Against the same mm-hmm. night as Goo Goo Dolls. Yep. And I had it timed, man. I looked at the day sheet, and I had it timed. <laughs> the Used uh, were direct support, and I was going to bounce from Usana to the complex. Catch the used, turn around, go back to USANA, right as Goo Goo Dolls got on stage, and for some reason I forgot how to tell time. Oh, and you as make I it. was wa- I was walking in my mind, the used went on at seven forty. <laughs> okay, so I walked out of USANA at uh, seven, and my f- friend said to me, "They went on at six uh, forty, so oh. they've been on for twenty minutes." I'm like, "No, seven forty, now six forty. For some reason, I and I read it five times. I'm like, no, nah, I'm I'm gonna make it. Oh no, I didn't make it, and I no. missed the used. So my my other friend sent me a video, and they, oh God, they killed it too. I'm sure, of course. Why they can't did. we have a three hour show, man? Local heroes, man, the used. I think that's awesome that they've had the success they've had coming out of here, and good for them. A box full of sharp objects. Do you know that song? Nope, I'm Play not super tomorrow. familiar with Play all of it their tomorrow. stuff. Turn it up loud. Yeah. Oh. Good for them. Unbelievable. All right, I'm shutting up. That's All right. It. Well, hey, there you go. Another episode of another award-winning episode of the Music and Concert Show. I would say it's award-winning, wouldn't you? Did we win an award? Sure. Do I have time for a quick story? Absolutely. I forgot. I was going to tell you this at the beginning. Okay. Somebody came up to me at, it must have been the Goo Goo Dolls, and asked me my name. Mm-hmm. It was a, a, a woman. And I, I said I told her my name, and she said we played little league together. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said, "Yeah, I listen. I hear your. I listen to your podcast." Really? I'm like, shut up! No, I didn't say this, but I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. Come on, how on earth? I mean, yeah, that's I thought great. That was cool. That's way cool. I mean, now she and she continued to, t- you know, that she told me a m- more of a story. She's a kind of a regular and has seen me and whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was fun. That's awesome. Look, we're so gaining we have one, massive. We have one, at least one person. Oh, we have one listener. Well, hey, it's one more than we had a week ago. I'll take it. There you go. I will absolutely take it. All right, guys, there you go. Another episode of the Music and Concert Show. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can find me at Johnny Lightfoot One, which you cannot find Trent at. Uh, yeah, you can find him there. Or you can visit us at our brand new Facebook page, Music and Concert Show, right there on Facebook. Look us up, give us a like, give us a follow. We really appreciate you listening. We will catch you next time for Trent Falcone. I'm Johnny Lightfoot. Thank you so much for listening to the Music and Concert Show. All day. friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do 
when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.